0: You're listening to the Sunday morning service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit HarvestBibleOnline.org. Hey, I want to read something to you that uh, one of our presidents wrote in 1946 after World War II. And uh, believe it or not, we are in that, what he said here is, man, it, it is so... Man, so prophetic for what we're doing right now. And he's, it's an opportunity for the church. And so I want to give a precedent, you know. Uh, my title today is really just stand. How do you stand? How, what do, and what are you standing for? I know that's a whole bunch of different titles. We'll figure it out. But more than likely it's just going to be stand. Or oh, what are we standing for? Because we know that there's tremendous division in the church, let alone the world. And... Uh, uh, it's got this small print. I should have I got the bigger print out of it, but I have to wear these to be able to read this so I can get it right. Uh, and then I'll preach. But it, Harry Truman, who was uh, our president after World War II, he, he talked about what we'd just gone through. And how what had taken place to fight for freedom, because that's what we were fighting. We were fighting to stop world dominance. We were fighting, and we were fighting on a different soil to do that. And uh, we sent all of our guys to die uh, over on, on, on foreign soil so that we could fight for world freedom. And so here's what he said, and this is what he talked to us about how to, and then he also said how we can preserve it. But here's what he said. He said, we've just come through a decade in which forces of evil in various parts of the world have been lined up in a bitter fight to banish from the face of the earth religion and democracy. For these forces of evil have long realized that both religion and democracy are founded on one basic principle, the worth and the dignity of the individual man and woman. Dictatorship, on the other hand, has always rejected that principle. Dictatorship, by whatever name, is founded on the doctrine that the individual amounts to nothing. That the state is the only thing that counts. And that men and women and children were put on earth solely for the purpose of serving the state. You would think somebody would be reading this today. It says, In that long struggle between these two doctrines, the cause of decency and righteousness has been victorious. The right of every human being to live in dignity and freedom, the right to worship his God in his own way, the right to fix his own relationship to his fellow men and to his creator. These again have been saved for mankind. The fight to preserve these rights was hard won. The victory took a toll of human life and treasure so large that it should bring home to us forever how precious and how invaluable is our liberty, which we have just begun to take for granted. Now that we have preserved our freedom, of conscience and religion, let us make use of it to save a world which is beset by so many threats of new conflicts, new terror, and new destruction. If men and nations would but live by the precepts of the ancient prophets and teachings of the Sermon on the Mount, problem which we now seem so difficult would soon disappear, this and this is the this is what I wanted to get to because this is what caught my really my main attention and this is the last part that he said. He said this is a supreme opportunity for the church to continue to fulfill its mission on earth and to provoke the shock forces. Uh, no, to excuse me, to provide the shock forces to accomplish this moral and spiritual awakening. No other agency can do it. Nobody else can do it. Unless it is done, we are headed for the disaster we deserve. I'm going to read that again. We need to provide the shock forces to accomplish this moral and spiritual awakening. No other agency can do it. Unless it is done, we are headed for the disaster that we would deserve. Oh, that an Isaiah or a St. Paul, hallelujah, would arise to reawaken the sick world to its moral responsibilities. Mm. That was the president of the United States, Harry S. Truman, there. And uh, he said that, you know, to say, listen, now's the time for the church to arise. You know, General MacArthur said this to us at the end of World War II. He said, listen, give me 50,000 missionaries and we'll win the whole uh, country of the Philippines to Jesus. And uh, nobody would go except for one person that I know of that went. There was probably others, but I remember that's when Lester Summerall took off and went there. But, uh, you know, one of the things about it is, is that um, we need to understand how to stand as Christians Thank God for, you know, we can get more patriotic than we can Christianic, you know what I mean by that? We can get more, that we're more proud to be, a, you know, an American than we are to be a Christian, but you ought to be a 10 times more proud to be a Christian than you are to be American, amen? Thank God for the country that we're born in. But what do you do, what does the Bible say, having done all to stand and then stand? What does the Bible mean when it says stand fast in the liberty? Go to Galatians chapter five, if you would. Galatians chapter five, verse one, and then verse 13. is probably the, the keynote scriptures I want to share this morning, uh, um, I, I, I got a little quote here too. It says, as a rule, the freedom of any people can be judged by the volume of their laughter. I'm going to say it again. As a rule, the freedom of any people can be judged by the volume of their laughter. Did you know if you travel the world, you'll find out that us Americans, we, we're, we're the loudest and uh, we laugh. We do think we are, you know. We just uh, have the loudest laughter. We have the loudest voices. We can be the loudest jerks too. But <laughs> praise God, you know. It's uh, you know. The key is is that really listen. Thank God that we ha- have the privilege to be able to laugh and take hold of the Word of God. In Galatians chapter five, verse one, I'm going to read out of the New King James, then out of the uh, New Living. But he said this. He said. <clears throat> Stand fast or hold fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. So the New Living says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. Hmm. And don't get tied up again in the slavery to the law. Paul was talking to the Galatians Church. He went there he preaches the Province of Galatian. there was a whole bunch of churches. But what happened was is after Paul was ministering, he left, people came in behind and said, hey, no, you need to do this. There's works that you have to do. There's all kinds of things that you're going to have to do in order to be saved. And so Paul was like, wait a minute, time out. You've got to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. You know, we have to hang on to the freedom that we have in Jesus because nobody can take that. They may take all kinds of natural freedoms, but they cannot take your freedom of choice. They cannot take your attitude. They cannot take your freedom in Christ and allowing God to be God. And we do have to fight For our right to to come together, we do have to fight for our right to worship. You know, we made a decision whether you know you were in on that or not, but last year at this, uh, uh, you know, in Memorial Day, which was Pentecost Sunday, right around then, we made a decision as a church to tell the government and the world that we were not going to be bound by any laws. You know, we weren't going to be bound by anything that they said. So it says, Oh, now you're no. Wasn't that we were coming against any breaking any laws in the sense that were good laws? We were just breaking the law of tyranny, and we were breaking the law in the sense of we were letting what they thought in right right doing. We were doing what God thought was right doing, and we weren't trying to be rebellious. And at all we didn't pick the fight they did. See, that's where you got to understand the devil. See, people as Christians, sometimes we get this love messed up. We get this, you know, well, we got to just, oh, you know, we get really way too nice. Y'all get way too nice. I mean, you got to rise up and realize, I mean, come on. Do you know the maddest that Jesus got was when he went to his father's house and he found them? Not, it wasn't a house of prayer, it was a den of thieves, he said. And I mean, he premeditated and made himself a whip. Well, I don't know how long it took him, but boy, he had to calm down before he got that thing made. But when he did, he drove them out. He didn't ask them nicely. He overturned the tables. He drove them out of there. I want to know how he did it without sinning. That's the awesome thing, man. So, see, because most of us, we can't do that. We can't get mad without sinning. But, but here's the key. Listen, to stand up for the liberty of yes, you're just standing up for the truth of the word of God, and you let God fight your battles, amen? You've got to let God fight, because jump down to the 13th verse, jump down to the 13th verse, he says, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty, only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but love by, by love serve one another. The new living says, but you have been called to live in freedom. My brothers and my sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom, hallelujah, to love, you know, glory to God. Use your freedom to love one another. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the reasons for, for understanding that and serving one another is that, listen, when you're free, you want others to be free. You really do. You want them to be. You want them to walk you because you know the truth. I mean, why do we want people to be born again? Because we know there's a hell to miss and a heaven to gain. It's not like we want to put a feather in our cap or win. No, it's like we want you to know the truth. We want you to know how joyful. This is too good to not share. It's too good to not give away. You know, we found truth. We found peace. We found true joy that changes everything. Amen? See, when you know the truth, it sets you free. And when you're free, you don't have to argue the truth. See, I'm concerned about people. See, this is the thing, is that we need to understand that when people come against us, you, me, they come against God. And God fights our battles. And that's why I pray for people. I pray that God has mercy. Because you can't stop this mighty moving force. Amen? Amen? but how do we stand you know in Ephesians it tells us that we're supposed to stand strong in, 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 in the Lord standing fast in the Lord how do we stand how do we take hold of the truth of the word of God and allow God to be God amen well I, I, I'm glad you said it go over to Ephesians chapter 6 if you would we all know this is the armor of God uh, and it's so wonderful but sometimes we, we look at this and we don't um, really grab a hold of it you know, because it's not a starting that counts; it's finishing. And God's called each and every one of you to be finishers. Man, aren't you excited? We get to bring back the king. We get to let God be God in the midst of all the chaos, all the things. We get to stir. Us. And like what you know, uh, uh, President Truman said there in, in his speech there, and what he shared. He said, "It is time." He said, Let's rise up. Now, thank God. You know, says, Well, we don't get up the Apostle Paul, or we'll get this, or get that. You know what? God's still raising up men and women with a voice. He really is. We got to have a voice, you know, to declare the truths of the Word of God because it is to continue to fill our mission on earth. And what is our mission? How do you know that it's a commission? It's a great commission. It's not the great suggestion, it's the great commission. Which go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news. It's good news. People don't want to hear it, but that's just, that's just, that's okay. We're still going to preach the good news. This is the amazing supreme opportunity that we have right now to let God be God and watch God do great things. Amen? i mean. Being- Gideon had an army of 300, and he destroyed 125, 130,000 people. Amen. Wiped them out there. Got a hold of it. But look at Ephesians chapter 6. Look at verse 10. We know about this. But he said, a final word is, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Amen. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm. Against all the strategies of the devil, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood. Man, I want to get that across to everybody. You know, our enemy is not all the people that are around us. Our enemy is the devil, and you have to understand the nature of the devil. When I started to say that we Christians were too nice, is you got to the devil hates you. You know, he can't get you because you made Jesus the Lord of your life. He can't stop you from making it to heaven, so he wants to try to make your life miserable. He wants to stop you from being effective because he simply hates you. You say, well, why don't they, they can do what they want to do. But see, that's not the spirit of, of, of the world. That's, I mean, that's not the spirit of Satan. The spirit of the world and the spirit of the devil is this. You have to be like him. If, 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 you know, here's the thing. If you don't like him, then he has to destroy you. That's what we have overseas, what we see with Israel, what we see with everything. That's because why can't they just get along? You know? Why can't we just say, Okay, if you you know, I used to you know, when I pastored in the inner city, people would come and they wanna argue and I said, Listen, if you want to go to hell, go to hell. <laughs> now you gotta got to go all nervous about that. <laughs> but you know, when you're in the inner city inner city and you're talking to crazy people, you got to get in their face sometimes. <laughs> You know, because they're just, you know, they're just, you know, they're, they're cursing, cussing, doing whatever they're doing, and you go, "Hey," but the problem is, is that no. See, the problem with them is, is that they, it's like, no, 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 no. I want you to go with me. I said, I'm not going. It's too late for me. I'm going this way. This is. I believe this. You believe that. So it's not for what I get. You don't get because you don't believe it. You can't have it. The people get mad, see, because the devil. No, 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 no. He wants. See, what you and I got in Christ is what the devil wanted, and that's why he can't handle it. See, and that's the spirit of the world. I mean, come on, folks. Why is it everything's being crammed down your throat that you have to be this? You have to watch it because the spirit of the world says no. You cannot believe this way. But aren't you glad? Hallelujah! The spirit of God says we can, and the spirit of God's far greater. Hallelujah! And see, that's why you know. Let me just share something here that somebody wrote that will help you immensely, too. He said this, and this was written by the New York Tribune editor in 1840. All right? And here's what he wrote. I'm sure he was having difficulty. He said, it is impossible to mentally or socially enslave a Bible-reading people. I'm going to say it again. It is impossible to mentally or socially enslave a Bible-reading people because the principles of the Bible are the groundwork of human freedom. See, because the truth sets you free. See, when you read the Word of God, we find out who we are. We find out what the Word of God says, and that changes everything. See, when we know who we are in Christ, it's easy to stand strong. Get a look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, final word, be strong in the Lord. Aren't you glad we don't have to be strong in ourselves? Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, let's keep reading here, though. Because he said, "For the fight, not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities of the unsurred, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Thank God we need to do that. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. So stand your ground. Having done all to stand, stand. Stand fast. Stand fast in what God has given unto you. Hallelujah. Paul said this to the Philippian church. He told him, he said, listen, he said, therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and long, my crown and joy. He says, I want you to stand fast in the Lord. The Word of God tells us a lot of things about standing fast, and in standing fast in, in the things of God, what, what, what transpires with that is is that we let our lifestyle stand up. This is what we stand for, because what do we stand for? What do we believe? What good are our beliefs if we don't, they don't govern what we think, what we say, and what we do? You cannot, you know, in a good conscience, just acknowledge or agree with what's going on. You just can't. You got to stand and say, no, I don't agree with it. This is what the Word of God says. So I'm going to live by what the Word of God says. I'm going to stand in line with what the Word of God says. Because why? Because my life has to line up with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. When you do that, God will make sure you're not ashamed. We're going to see more miracles than we 've ever seen in our entire life coming up. You're going to hear about more miracles, signs and wonders. you're going to hear about God fighting our battles, you're, because what's going to take place and what's going to happen, because as we stand, as we stand in this, like I said, we have to stand, having done all to stand, stand, stand firm in this. Of course, you' talked about your loins being girded about with the truth. See, when you know the truth, who cares about the lies? it's amazing to me you know and it's funny because people get all nervous well they're going to lie about us they're going to put us out on Facebook and lie and people might believe them well if you know the truth who cares I mean I've been lied about coast to coast I've been put in books about I'm a heretic see yeah you didn't know that y'all got nervous now oh yeah yeah, we had guys come and people come, and uh, God, you know, showed up, and then that scared them, so they marked us as crazy. <laughs> now that's long before I came here. so that was back when I was a crazy young uh, guy, just you know, ready to whoop the world. And uh, but I'm so glad that all that stuff happened and all that stuff went through because see. I still believe the same way. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they say. God's word is so. Amen? God will come through. He'll touch our lives. And when, we, you know, when, you, when you've been lied about by experts, who cares about little spurts? <laughs> Amen? I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, when you've had you know, all of these things going on and everybody wants to argue and they want to fuss and they want to fight, that's not for what we need to do. We need to take hold of the word of God and say, Lord, I'm just going to serve you. And I'm, I'm going to watch you do. You know the funny thing about it? All of my critics are gone. I live long enough they all left. And I've been in ministry. And I'm still doing it. I'm still having fun. I'm still enjoying the things of God. But let me just share this. You've got to stand, not only in standing and, and having the truth around us. See, that's how we're going to stand in one spirit because it's all around the truth. We are never gonna get unity this way. You ain't never gonna get that. You ain't gonna get unity between all the denominations or all the Christians. Now you can get some and you do that. But we gotta get unity this way. We gotta get unity in the Spirit of God. We gotta get unity in the freedom of God. We gotta get unity together, coming together. Hallelujah. And we've got to get the church to understand that when they come and attack the freedom of our our speech or the freedom of what we can do. I don't like to say freedom of religion because religion is always about works. God's always about relationship. God's always about what we do there. He's not about works. He's not about trying to do this. So I don't like to say that. But what I mean is our freedom to worship God freely. Amen. And that's what they tried. They did a sample last year trying to do that shut everybody and stop everybody amen because they basically tried to get you to stop from witnessing stop doing the commission of the church see that's why I said right now we have this great opportunity to rise up and be the church hallelujah and take the truths of the word of God and change lives people say well you're just you ain't got enough sense to be afraid true I got enough Bible sense not to be afraid I got the word of God had See First Corinthians chapter sixteen and verse thirteen in the King James version says this. He says, "Watch you." He says, "Stand fast in the faith." Quit you like men, which means stand up like men. Let's let's stand up. Let's be stand fast in the faith of the Lord. Let's stand fast in one spirit that Jesus Christ is Lord. Because we're all going to have different thought processes on different parts of the Bible of what we agree about this and agree about that. I mean, because we all know in part and we prophesy in part. I'm thoroughly convinced when we get to heaven, every one of us is going to have wrong doctrine. <laughs> we're all going to be proven wrong in what we thought. I believe that. Now, I'm going by the Word of God. I'm studying the Word of God, and I believe, man, I'm going, and I'm, I, I believe, I'm, I die for what I believe in. But I thoroughly believe that I don't know it all. Amen. And if you do, glory to God, we got to stop worshiping Jesus, start worshiping you. But the key is, is that, uh, uh, no, just kidding. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> See, I got to keep you guys doing it because when you talk about this we've got to understand, you know, it's July 4th. We're talking about freedom, but we're talking about freedom that we have in Christ. And we're talking about how do we stand? Because guess what, folks? Let me just share some things with you. The earth and the people in the earth, it's going to get darker and darker and darker. Amen? But in the church, we're going to get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. That doesn't mean we're not going to have persecution. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be obstacles. It just means we're going to get to see God work miracles in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like what the New Living Translation says about uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. It says this. <clears> he <throat> says, be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. We've got to be courageous. Now We can't be afraid of something that we say that somebody's going to get mad about it. The gospel is an offense to many. And when I'm saying, you don't want to go out and try to offend people, but you're going to offend people by your stance. You know, I I, I got up and shared, you know, at the men's thing, got a little excited yesterday. uh, And, uh, you know, God, I just did because, like I said, you've heard me share this before. I was born for this hour. The, I mean, I've been perfected through the things in which I suffered. And I didn't know why I had to suffer all those things because I thought something was wrong with me because everybody else seemed to be going through life nice and easy. You know, but, uh, you know, for the first 15 years of my ministry, it was... I've been to hell and back three times. It was challenging. And all the ministers that I talked to, they said, man, you've you've experienced more things than anybody else. I mean, you've had to go through this, you've been doing this, all this kind of stuff. And I had all of the persecutions of an early church person. Because I'd have whole groups of people come to church just to get up after church to come and attack me and want to come against my doctrine or come against what I just preached. I'd have people come. I mean, we had, you know, witches show We had all kinds of things. I mean, I, every crazy person show up. Yeah. 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 You know? I mean, every person. It was, and I mean, I can share some of that. I, I know you know sure all that, but we had, you know, yeah, well, I'm not even going to go there. It's just, it's just, I guess you guys want to try it's too many stories. But what I'm saying is this: is that when you see the persecution or you see the thing taking place, and now I can see this it's actually going to get back to that, and and the it is going to get back. to where it's good people come in, and and the, but thank God for the power and the presence of God, because you're going to see people's lives changing, people's lives, uh, just God showing up supernaturally. God doing supernatural things and seeing people come into heaven. Amen? Amen. I mean that that's our that's our, our our heart. That's what we need to do. Let me read this out of the Amplified Bible for 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 13. He said, Be alert and on your guard. Stand firm in your faith. Listen, somebody said this. They said, listen. You know, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Okay. But if you don't know why you believe what you believe, if you don't understand what does the word of God say, why do you believe this way? Why are you believing this? Because it's what God said. And God said, if you believe his way, he'll stand right with you. He also said this, stand firm in your faith, your conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things, keeping the trust and the holy fervor born of faith and a part of him. Act like men and be courageous and grow in strength. Amen. So listen, we need to understand our relationship is that I'm tied to God. I'm a child of God. And if you mess with me, you mess with God. God reminded me of a whole lot of things. I've been praying lately, just some stuff because of some things. And then I think that's why it all blew up yesterday coming out like that. Hey, here we go. But um, is that He reminded me that when you have attacks and when you have people coming against, that when you come at them from the right perspective or coming at them from the Word of God, that He fights your battles. Amen. And so when you see that, God changes everything. He turned it all around. Amen? Because who did, you know, Peter said this in 1 Peter chapter 5. He said that we need to stand fast or we need to be steadfast against the enemy. Because there's an enemy that has come against us. You know, the, the devil, he wants to come and kill still in the sword, But he also, he wants to be like a roaring lion and come against us and be a big mouth. I mean, you know, there's a lot of big mouths. The Bible says there's a lot of voices in the world, but none of them without signification, which simply means we're not to listen to those voices. We've got to listen to the voice of God. We've got to resist steadfast in the faith. We've got to stand. We've got to be able to stand. And thank God you can. Thank God you've got a backbone. Thank God you've got the heart of God. You've got the heart of a lion that you can stand and you can be firm. You can take hold and say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to defeat the enemy. Amen? Amen? I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be immovable. I'm going to be determined to finish my course. Amen? Amen? You know, James told us, he said, if you'll submit to God, then the devil will flee from you. Amen? Submit to God. Submit, you know, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee. Amen? I like one definition that Noah Webster in his dictionary says, the word flee means he'll run away from you as if in terror. I like tormenting the enemy. Just tell me he's got to leave. He's going to flee. He's got to get it. He's got to leave. Why is that important, folks? Because, listen, we are the church. And we're the voice of reason. We're the only ones that understand righteousness and truth. We're the only ones that aren't thinking crazy. Seriously seriously we we we're the only ones that are taking hold of what God's word says here. hallelujah, you know, in fact, go to second thessalonians chapter two let me i gotta i gotta close this up here sometime. Let's do this Second <laughs> Thessalonians chapter two I got too many pages of notes and too much going on here. My mind is zooming. hallelujah, oh God is so good, so praise the Lord for that. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen, 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 amen. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse fifteen. <clears throat> In the King James, he says, "Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions we have been taught, which you have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle." In the New Living Translation, it says. Uh, with all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm and keep a strong grip on the teaching we've passed on to you, both in person and by letter. Hallelujah. Why is that so important? When it talks about traditions. When it talks about our history. Do you know that they're trying to do away with our history? They're trying to rewrite all our history. They're trying to tell everything, uh, which is what they're trying to rewrite, uh, all, uh, you know, even our Bible history, you know, it's amazing how you can get on and try to look on, on Google and, and Google the Bible, and, Google, and you'll find all the things about how what's wrong with it, how it, how inerrant it is, and yet it's the it's the truth of the Word of God, and it's how to, it's God's breathe, God life, and it stood the test of time. And it's funny that these words written in this way in this book can produce miracles, life, food, health, peace, strength. Hallelujah. Because you know, all these words are sitting in the dictionary, but the dictionary is not anointed unless you have a 1928 Noah Webster's one because it has the whole Bible in it. It's about this thick, okay? It's this big. You know, it's cool because that's where he got everything. That's where he who pulled everything from was the Bible to, to say what words mean. But when you think about it is is that this is anointed. Why? Because it's God-breathed. God said it. But it's, isn't it amazing? Jump down to chapter 3 and look at verse 2 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Actually, let's just begin, you know, reading you know verse verse 1 paul said this he said listen finally dear brothers and sisters we ask you to pray for us pray that the lord's message will spread rapidly and be honored wherever it goes just you know wherever it goes just uh, as when it came to you pray too that we will be rescued from wicked and evil people for not everyone is a believer. The King James Version says that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith. Isn't it amazing? If we don't hold fast to what we've heard, if we don't hold fast to the word of God, if we don't remind ourselves of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, excuse me, um, then guess what? We're not going to be delivered from unreasonable men. Amen. Amen. We've got to remind ourselves of what God has placed within us. We've got to remind ourselves of who we are, that we're the church. Just as he said, you know, just listen, it's a, and did you know, you do remember what he said there? He said, hey, he said this, no other agency can do it. This is our opportunity for the church to fulfill the mission. No other agency can do it. We've got to have a spiritual awakening. We've got to keep righteousness and truth. We've got to declare what God's word says. Amen. Hallelujah. And I agree with them 100%. If we don't have the voice, if we don't share, if we don't talk to our kids, if we don't talk to our youth, if we don't talk to everybody around us, hallelujah, then we deserve what we're about to get. But we're not going to shut up, are we? We're going to take the word of God. We're going to do what God's word says. And we're going to allow God to be God in our lives. Hallelujah. We are going to let God be God. And in doing so, we're going to watch God move and manifest in our lives. Because that is what he wants to do. Because how many know, we got a lot of wicked and absurd men, you know, leading us, talking to us. It's like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Hallelujah. What is happening what is taking place the Bible declares that we know the truth right. yes. now when you know the truth remember it says there we talked about in Ephesians five thirteen. thank God that we've been called to liberty and we've been called to freedom but don't use our freedom for our flesh we use our freedom to help everybody else we don't get mad thank you for your overwhelming response because all of us want to get mad <laughs> listen all of us want to take up arms you know but we need to understand. Did you guys realize? Let me just share with you. You know, there's a great attack on our Constitution. Our Constitution was written to moral and righteous people. It was written to people who had some sense, okay? It was written to people who actually were, had, had morality. It was written to people who would do things right because people that don't want to do things right that's why the constitution doesn't mean anything okay has no basis for it because you do understand that when it talks about that its decency there are two doctrines here one is that we're going to we're subject to the state the other is is that we're subject to the Lord Jesus Christ we're subject to God and there's two things and that's what we see and what we hear right now is that you know we need to listen to everybody else around us instead of listening to the word of god and I'm not talking about being having a revolution. What I'm talking about is a revelation of the word of God. And you allow that. God's going to lead you. God's, and you have a voice. You have the right to declare. And if we don't speak it out, if we don't take our rights and privileges right now, if we don't cry out freedom, freedom to share, freedom. Yes, your very existence is going to convict everybody in sin. And they're not going to like you. You know, I started to say this. Yes, you know, It's I don't understand people that, uh, uh, you know, they get a little persecution and they fall back. I don't understand that because I've been persecuted my whole life. I've had people come up and yell at me and scream at me, you know, because of just being a Christian, just being who I am. I've had people come up and scream at me because... You know, I smile all the time. But that's just because I got a short upper lip. That's But it's just the same thing. But I do smile. You know, and my mouth is usually open because I'm usually talking. Okay? So even if I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to myself. So I, You know, that's why I got strong. But it's like, so people get mad. You know? I even had, I was sitting in a church service one time. And a guy comes out of the He goes, you're the reason I don't, and I'm like, what, what? He says, the way I was dressed. And I thought, what? I like the way I'm dressed.
1: But he was mad. He just
0: and I thought, how come everybody thinks they can come pick on me? But here's the thing: when you're honoring God and you're loving God, people get real mad because they don't, they think nobody has a right to be that happy. See, see people. I, I I've had people come say, "Well, I guess you have a right to be happy." I said, "You guess." I can tell you why I'm happy. I can tell you what the word of God says. I can tell you why God says, because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth's going to make you free. And when you're free and you have freedom to share the gospel, great things begin to take place. You love it. You're like, yes, glory to God. So we've got to stand fast. Let's close this thing. Let's bring it back. We've got to stand fast in the liberty and the freedom wherewith Christ has made us free. And guess what? Guess what? You're not as free as you could be. I'm not as free as I can be. That's scary. (laughs) See, that's scary for all of you because that means I'm going to get freer. (laughs) Let me close on this. See, it's one thing to receive something. It's another thing to know how to hang on to it. I like something that Jim, who was our speaker yesterday at the men's break, he said this. He said, "You know, it's one thing that to have something, but now we've got to gain some things back because we've lost it." And you know what? That's the truth. There's some things now to gain ground. But here's something you need to know: hit your neighbor if you don't hear anything else. If you don't, if if you missed out, you now you just checking back in. Listen to what I'm about to say here, because this is what Christians mess up from. Most Christians are trying to live for a victory. We do not live for a victory, okay? We don't live for something because we've already received something, so we're not living for a victory. We live from a victory. We live from what Jesus did on the cross, what Jesus did when he went to the hell and he took the keys of death and hell from Satan. We live from our victory. We live from that great victory of the cross and the resurrection. That's why when we do we're going, see, the world says, oh, we're going to do, the world can't do nothing can't do anything. Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says this. What are we going to say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? The church is going to go out bright. We're going to go out strong. We're going to go out victorious. You just hang on. You just hang around. You watch. We're going to keep going forward. Hallelujah. Because we see what God wants us to do. We see the hand of God upon our lives. Amen. Right here, Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon us because he's anointed us. He's anointed you. He's anointed me. The power and the presence of God. And it's the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Spirit of the Lord is because he's anointed us to do what? Hallelujah. To preach the gospel to the poor. To heal the brokenhearted. Amen. To set the captives free. Amen. Glory to God. To preach recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Because it is a year of Jubilee always in Christ. Amen. So we live from the victory of the cross, from the victory of the resurrection. We're not looking for victory. We live in victory. We live in peace. We live in joy. We live in in faith. We live in one spirit and stand fast in that. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. Lord, I love you. I praise you. I thank you for it, Father. You're such a great God. You're such an awesome God. Thank you for these crazy people that are here. They're just awesome. And when I say that, I say that so endearing and so wonderfully because, Lord, they love you with all their hearts. I mean, they're here on July 4th. They're here honoring you. They're here loving you. They're here listening to a crazy preacher who loves you so much. And you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our finest hour as the church. And, God, you called us to be here. You you, you knew we were going to be alive today. You knew that we were going to be able to teach our kids and our youth and teach those that are... You knew that we were going to be the ones that got to bring back the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that with all my heart. You know, Lord, I do, and I'm going to do everything in my generation. I want to serve my generation by the will of God. Lord, I don't want to come across as anything except your servant. I I don't want to come across as anything except that you can speak through this humble servant, Father, that I can speak words that you desire. Because my heart is, Lord, that we have this great opportunity to love and this great opportunity to reach out and to stand. It's just standing for what we believe, standing in righteousness. Father, we honor you today. We, We give you glory. We give you praise because you're a great God. And so, Lord, I thank you now as as all of our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. See, because the whole reason for all this is you want a harvest. The reason you haven't come, the reason you haven't sent Jesus is because you're waiting for the precious fruit of the earth. You're waiting for people to get born again. You're waiting for this incredible moving of your spirit and a harvest of souls coming in. Father, that's our heart's cry. But, Father, you, you touch lives one person at a time. And so if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know you or somebody watching that doesn't know. If you're watching, you're just seeing this and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you're here, you've been invited. You just, you might have got dragged here kicking and screaming but praise God, you're here. God loves you and God wanted you to hear a message of love, a message of power, a message that you know we need to understand that there is such freedom in Christ because of what Jesus did. But it's because Jesus died See, the Bible says if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. See, when you know that you're born again, you've got peace. Amen? You've got peace that passes all understanding. And you don't have to argue. You don't have to fuss. You don't have to fight. You can just reach out and love them and try to say, hey, listen, God loves you. But I want you to know that God loves you, that Jesus loves you. That, But here's the thing. You've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. People always say, well, how can a God of love send anybody to hell? You do realize God's never sent one person to hell. God made hell and its place for Satan and his angels who rebelled in heaven. It was not made for man. And God's never sent anybody there. They send themselves there. They choose not to receive Jesus. So here's the time. The Bible says today's the day of salvation. God loves you. He cares for you. So if you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, you say, well, why do I have to raise my hand Listen, the only reason that we tell you to do that is because if you, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. He also said that when you raise your hand and you're acknowledging, God, here I am. I want you to see me. You know, I needed a Savior. I didn't care. I wanted to do that. But then also, we can receive Jesus right exactly where we're at. Hallelujah. So if you're here, if there's anybody here, we never want to have a service without giving an altar call, getting people born into the kingdom of God. So if you're here and you need Jesus and you want Jesus, you've never before accepted Jesus Christ, raise your hand real high. And here's another invitation. If you say, well, I need to to come back to God. I've messed up. Hey, we can pray you there. 1 John 1.9 says that if... You know, you confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. I'm going to look one more time, and then we're going to pray. Father, we honor you and love you. Lord, thank you that I've got a church full of Christians here this morning. Maybe people that are watching are Christians too. But Father, this message was for them. It's about how to stand. They've got to believe that what they believe in will cause them to stand, but it will uphold them. Father, you said that you would uphold us. That you said that if we stand in your word, that you'll make us not ashamed. Hallelujah. And we're not ashamed of you, Father. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed that the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we're going to stand fast In faith, we're gonna stand fast in one spirit. We're gonna stand fast united, collected, and strong. Thank you that you've caused Harvest Bible Church to be raised up here at this hour and this time, because we all have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Father, as we leave this place, as we go and we have fellowship with family, friends, and as we go out, Father, let us share the love of God. Let us share the light of God, the power of God. Hallelujah. Let your presence be made manifest because we're going out into a mission field and we're going to go out and we are going to do our part. We are going to reach out and we are going to declare righteousness and truth. We're going to declare freedom in Christ. We're going to stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. So thank you for freedom this morning, Father. Thank you for it, Father. And Lord, we honor you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone that agreed said amen Amen and amen. Hallelujah.